0: This is a private podcast, a reflection on the current state of the world. It's Thursday, Easter week. As a reflect on all of the things that have transpired during this COVID crisis, the thing that keeps coming to me is that we have this window of opportunity now to bring forward a new economic system, a new well-being economy, a new system of money creation that's tied directly to well-being, a system of national accounts and balance sheets that guides the Bank of Canada and others central and public banks that issues money not as debt, which we know now is the case of all money systems in the world, verified and affirmed by Mark Carney when he was Bank of England's governor. Mark Rigby from Edmonton, Alberta, said that in truth 90% of the money that we call money today was created by private banks when they issued loans. These corporations have been the money system for at least 50 if not more years. Can we return though to a time when money was created as a public utility? And I think the answer is of course. And yes, few Canadians know that prior to 1974 the Bank of Canada issued sufficient money for the payment of government programs without ever imposing interest costs on that money, on that debt money. It simply spent the money into being. It created it out of thin air, just like banks do when they create loans. They're simply bookkeeping entries, ledger entries. Your mortgage is simply a number on a spreadsheet that was created out of nothing in the Latin, ex nihilo, out of thin air. That's how simple money is to create. But few of us understand that. But if we did, as Henry Ford said, if we understood how simple money is being created by banks when they issue loans, there would be a revolution tomorrow. But there's no revolution. Because we're asleep, we don't understand the system, we're self-isolating, we're scared. Now is the time to wake up. As Neo in the movie The Matrix was woken up, red pill, blue pill, it doesn't matter. It's the same matrix, the same system that persists because of our ignorance. It is time for us to reimagine a new narrative, a new story about money. Money is not evil in itself. It's our relationship with it that corrupts our soul and our spirit, that makes us do things that are incongruent with our human nature, which is to be loving and compassionate to be giving and forgiving. The ancient Polynesians had a tradition called Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono means to make right what is right. The indigenous people talk about Ganata as the the sacred place, the peaceful place. It is time for us to return back to this wisdom of indigenous peoples, to return a harmony. Ho'oponopono meant to reconcile with each other, to forgive each other. And by forgiveness, we heal each other. We heal the relationships that was broken, uh, maybe by things like our addiction to money. When we forgive each other, we are free of judgment. We can embrace each other at last. We can see God in each other's eye and heart. We will live from the place of heart, not the mind, which is such a battlefield. Right now, the COVID-19 crisis has created a battlefield of angst, fear, depression, suicide. This is the wrong spirit. Right now we should be opening our hearts to amazing conversations and ideas about what the money system could be. We can create money as in any volume we want right now. The wonderful benefits that we think are the salvation of our economic future, the Fusion of $2,000 in our bank accounts to save us f- from bankruptcy, to provide for the mortgage payments, the rent payments, the food, those are all good and important acts of mercy. They were the right things to do. The federal government has done in other countries. But we should stop for a moment and think where did this m- new money come from? What people don't understand is that new money came from governments selling more debt to the markets the nebulous, anonymous market that buys our debt and loves interest charges and loves compound interest because it's interest that feeds the beast. If there was no interest charges, if money was just created as a public good in relationship to our needs, then we would have a central bank, Bank of Canada, we'd have public banks like the Alberta Treasury Branch issuing money right now in sufficient supply. So all of us would not fear... The lack of money tomorrow. I'm not talking about simply engendering couch sitting or doing nothing. We derive dignity and meaning from work, from applying the gifts that we're given, the skills, the capacities, the ideas that we have in our hearts. This is the hallmark of a wise civilization. A wise civilization understands that the word education. Comes in the Latin meaning to draw forth what's already within you. All of us are gifted with something, some gift, some aspiration to contribute to the good of the world, to help our neighbors, to solve some of the biggest challenges we have, like the environmental crisis. We are in a state of existential angst. We are at a tipping point when the illumination of conscience is being fully revealed. What does that mean? Conscience. Consciousness means to be aware, to be awake. To be awake to what? To be awake to the fact that we are children of God's love. There is no other truth that I can say more succinctly. We are love. Love is who we are. Everything else is a distraction, an illusion. So getting back to the pragmatic, we can return the Bank of Canada's powers to what it was before 1974 when the Prime Minister Trudeau at the time and other leaders gave the power of money creation to the private banks. And we see what's happened. The amount of debt has been doubling in our countries roughly every seven years as through the power and magic of compound interest, those debts never get repaid. They just keep growing and growing to the point where they will consume 100% of our life energy 100% of the income we earn through our labor will go to be paying interest charges on a growing mountain of debt and this debt has just grown another several trillion dollars in the United States prior to COVID outbreak the US total debt was 74 trillion dollars consuming about 53 cents on every dollar the typical American household was earning these numbers are similar in Canada This is a slave system. It's outrageous, and it's unnecessary when we have alternatives. We have to speak clearly here as an economist, as a national income accountant, who knows how the GDP is cooked, how it's created. The fact that we operate this country without a balance sheet, we need to return to the basic principles of accounting, that we inventory the well-being conditions of the assets of the nation. The assets include people, our gifts, our abilities, our health, our spirit. They include social assets, social capital, so-called, which includes the strength of our relationships, as Bobby Kennedy once said, the love of our children, the integrity of our politicians and our public discourse. These social capital assets are not simply unquantifiable or intangible. They're very much felt, known, and can be quantified in a real sense. These belong on our balance sheet. Relationships, trust, which are now at risk because of this pandemic, are things that we should be building, renewing, creating conditions in which well-being and relationships become the hallmark of a flourishing society. Indigenous people teach us that we are all hardwired to be connected. We are all in relationship. That's why they speak about all my relations seven generations and more. The relationship with earth as our mother is fundamental to an economy of well-being. So this notion of natural capital is another key component of the, the revised or the first time Canada would ever have a balance sheet in which natural assets, forests, wetlands, traditional territories of First Nations, who knew that their those lands were sufficient for their needs. They didn't need trading and complex trade models and trade agreements. They simply lived in harmony with the land, with each other. Sure, they had the differences and skirmishes and wars, but they found a way of mimicking nature. Nature teaches us harmony, homeostasis, teaches us how to flourish and how to enjoy the fruits of diversity, not monocultures, which we see now. And believe me, we are the threat. Of yet another consolidation of power into a fewer hands than already existed prior to this crisis, the emergence of a potential single global digital currency, as Mark Carney himself has suggested, that somehow Facebook would issue its own digital currency called the Libra. Libra, interesting word, liberation, liberty. It's it's a it's a joke. What about a well-being unit of currency a well-being unit that's based on time time is the only currency we have that we have in common each of us only has so many hours to live on this planet what if time was the only unit of measure that mattered and how we spend our time how we invest our time particularly in loving relationships becomes the key to measuring success and progress if not The well-being of the soul of each other then what is life about we're at a tipping point we can do this we can do an alternative monetary system that ties the creation of money directly to well-being we can put money directly people's bank accounts now so why not think about a well-being wage which would probably be somewhere between 20 and 40 dollars an hour for the working Canadian I'm not saying we don't work anymore we already are under threat of an artificial intelligent future where human labor will be less important as robotics and artificial intelligence take over many of our our skilled labor. That's okay with me because it just simply means we would actually have more time. If it's true that over 50 percent of our current life energy of the typical Canadian or American household is going to pay for interest charges on debt, then this is an outrageous crime against all of us. This is the more deadly virus than COVID nineteen because it's stealing our life energy. It's literally stealing our souls' energy. What would you do if you had fifty more, hours, fifty more, fifty percent more spending power? If you had a two-day work week versus a five-day work week, we're already seeing what might happen. We're already having a trial run as we sit at home and try to make ends meet and try to continue to work in a system which continually needed our constant consumption and our constant production, whether you're a business person or you're a, a citizen consuming. We see what happens when our basic needs are the fundamental are fundamental to our well-being: groceries, utilities ensuring our children are happy and safe, ensuring our elders are mentally well and positive. These are the things that we need to think about. As we progress on this new economic paradigm, we are at a crossroads, an important tipping point. We can choose the path to greater consolidation into f- yet fewer hands, or the path of better, the path of love, the path to which I think we all long for. A life of meaning, a life of purpose, a life in harmony with the Earth, a system of money that is never scarce again. Money becomes not the master anymore. We are the master of money. We created the systems. We created money and accounting systems out of our imagination. We've created economic models based out of our imagination. It's time to be inspired by nature, model everything based on nature, on a forest. As complex as a forest is, we have no idea how basic physics work, how photosynthesis works. We can do a lot better by creating a a more elegant, resilient system of money and economics. This is the challenge. This is the choice we're going to make in the next days and weeks ahead. Will we have the courage to embrace this possibility? Will we proceed with practical models? Will we see governments acting and leaders acting in alignment with what I've just suggested? That remains to be seen. We can't say we didn't know, and we surely can't say we didn't have an opportunity and the time to try something new. Let's do it.